Welcome to the White Rabbit Hole podcast. Follow us to discover the daily wonders of a young and smart creative agency in the heart of Europe. Today we are talking about an amazing and versatile medium that has been growing in terms of usage and engagement in recent years. Podcasts. In recent years, podcasts have been rapidly gaining popularity as a medium for communicating policy affairs and engaging with the public. The EU bubble is no exception to this trend. Podcasts have emerged as a key tool for communicating complex policy issues in a more accessible and engaging way. One of the main reasons for the rise of podcasts in the EU bubble is the need for more effective and engaging ways to communicate policy issues to a wider audience. Traditional media channels like press releases and news articles can be dry and unengaging, making it difficult to grab the attention of a broad audience. On the other hand, podcasts offer a more engaging and interactive platform to communicate policy ideas and issues. Also, podcasts have the ability to break down complex policy issues into bite-sized, easily digestible chunks. This is particularly important in the EU bubble, where policy issues can be highly technical and complex. Podcasts can also provide a more personal and relatable way of communicating policy ideas, giving listeners a chance to get to know the personalities and perspectives of policymakers and experts in the field. Another key factor driving the rise of podcasts in the EU bubble is the changing media landscape. Traditional media outlets like newspapers and television stations have been struggling to maintain their audience in the face of competition from new digital platforms. Podcasts, on the other hand, offer a unique niche for content creators, with a growing number of listeners tuning in. In addition, the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the growth of podcasts as a medium for communication. With the widespread shift to remote work, podcasts have become a popular way for people to stay informed and connected while working from home. This has created a unique opportunity for policymakers and experts to reach a wider audience through podcasting. Some of the most popular policy podcasts in the EU bubble include Politico's EU Confidential, Eurectus EU Scream, and the Centre for European Reform's CER podcast. Overall, the rise of podcasts in the EU bubble is a positive development for policymakers, experts, and citizens alike. By offering a more engaging and accessible platform for policy communication, podcasts can help bridge the gap between the EU bubble and the broader public. As the podcasting trend continues to grow, we can expect to see even more innovative and exciting ways to communicate policy issues in the years to come. We gathered the opinion of Matteo Albania, a communication and public affairs expert and regular podcast listener. Welcome, Matteo. Thank you for joining White Rabbit Podcast today. Also the studio today is Alberto Macari, creative director and founder of White Rabbit Agency. Ciao, Matteo. Welcome to White Rabbit Hole Podcast. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Alberto. And thank you to all of our listeners. It was a pleasure for me to be here. Can you give us uh, an idea of what is podcast and what, uh, why for you it's, a, it's a, a strong media nowadays? Well, if I can go back um, a couple of years in this, what I call a hate and love relationship with podcasts. Um, when I approached first podcast, I didn't 
I didn't really fully understand um, the beauty of it and the potential that it has to communicate and to convey messages. And I find it weird when my friends used to tell me that they uh, listen to podcasts while running or while doing other activities. I didn't find it really the, uh, the added value in doing that. Uh, but then I, I started to listen to some podcasts. I'm passionate about culture, about uh, crime, I start to, and then history. So I, I got approached by, by some of these podcasts in this series and uh, they, they struck me. And I loved, uh, I loved the format. I love how personal and confident uh, it can be the tone uh, and how indeed you can be very connected with the host and with the entire format while doing other activities and of course it's always a learning experience it's always a knowledge that is being passed from the, the host of the podcast to the listeners in what is of course a, a public and open conversation but at the same time very private very one-to-one -one conversation so you find this is something really uh, in some certain way intimate so a discussion between I, I, yeah indeed it's very it's very an intimate conversation an intimate discussion even though of course you're, you're fully aware that uh, every other person in the world can listen to the same podcast but in that 20 30 minutes you are connected just with the host with that voice and it engages you it, it pushes you to, to, to listen more and, and to reflect on what on what you are listening in that moment and even more to investigate about the topic even after having listened to the podcast which I think it's a, it's a beauty because sometimes the podcast just throws a story that, that you want to go deep in deeper in that story you want you want to know more about that topic so you, you're saying basically also podcast can be a first touching point of a communication uh, project or communication plan. I think there could be both. There could be a touching point and there could be an extensive and detailed explanation of a topic. And I think that organizations being public, being private, being companies, they could really benefit today from this. They could present a paper, they could present a policy and go very much in detail, very much um, thorough with, with their explanation and going for longer formats such as 45 minutes, one hour. But they can also just wrap it up in a conversation as we're doing now today and stick it to 20 minutes, but then leave a message, leave a memory, leave the willing to, the, to people to go and explore further that topic. When is the, the, the moment of the day that you usually listen to podcasts? I listen to podcasts and I think this is what um, happens probably to most of the listeners uh, in the morning and in the evening. So uh, after and before working hours. And I listen to podcasts uh, when I do daily activities, uh, when I go jogging, when I iron my clothing, uh, when I cook, why not? Uh, if I'm alone at home, uh, those are the key moments. And it gives me the idea that while I'm doing that, those activities that sometimes are routine, sometimes they're seen as boring, I, I'm learning, I keep my brain active and I'm taking advantage of that time that otherwise I would con probably consider to be lost. And instead with the podcast, I see, I give an added value to that time. So you're saying that uh, also that the feeling, that the, the thing that the podcast can last more than 10 minutes, 15 and also longer, uh, is something that um, 
it's okay for you because you are indeed acquiring information so you want to listen you want to uh, learn something that uh, you didn't know before when we're talking about the length of the podcast i, I think that that's uh that's to be defined in the communication plan and when we ask ourselves what's the message we want to convey what's the goal we want to reach with the podcast then we find the answer to the questions in determine the length of the podcast how deep we want to go how engaging we want to be do we have a guest uh, are we solo in that podcast do we have more than one guest um, do we want to play back interviews in the past do we want to add uh, other elements to the podcast and that of course expands or reduces the, the length of the podcast I do believe I, I listen to podcasts that they are five minutes long three minutes long that they're really like small pills and like I listen a, like a teaser and like a teaser and there are podcasts that they are that they are half an hour 45 minutes one hour long for example there is one podcast that I listen to regularly the high performance podcast it's it's one hour one hour and five minutes long and then but that's so rich in terms of content and there are so many guests rotating and being interviewed that uh, to me it doesn't feel like it's I've been spending one hour of my time listening to it so it's really about the story and I think that everyone nowadays being private organizations public companies they have a story to tell and while they tell this story, they can use the podcast to really reach a broader audience. Let's be frank and honest here. Listening to something is less demanding than reading to something, than watching something. Just because you, you need your ears and then you can do anything else. Uh, which is not something you can do with a video that needs your full attention or with a paper that needs as well your full attention. That's a really, really interesting point. The, 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 thing, the, the thing that you are saying that is not so demanding, but of course everything is uh, in charge of the story. So the storytelling, the, the message that you are carrying is king. So you, you can't just mm, start to produce a podcast without having an idea or a plan well, uh, well defined before. Absolutely, and I think that there is a, you're absolutely right, Alberto, and there is a, a double dimension there. There is the message, which is very important, and it needs to capture the attention uh, already with the, the podcast description. When I go often on the, on the podcast website and I, and I listen to them, I, I, I engage as well with the text, the, the, the description of the podcast itself on the main, on the main platforms, and that's already tricks me if I want to go further and if I want to investigate further that topic. Uh, and that's the first thing. In the first seconds, in the first minutes, I need to be fully captured uh, if I want to keep listening to it. And the second important point is the meta text. The meta text is what, what I call meta text is the voice of the host. Is that voice entertaining enough? Is it warm enough? Is it the tone of that voice is keeping me interested. That's that's count a lot. Uh, it's it's as we as we listen to the radio, as we listen to anything else, we will also be influenced in our perception of the content. If the voice, if the tone of the speaker is sounding well, is sounding nice to us. Otherwise, we would probably not want to listen to it. It's like music. That, that's a really also another point that you are uh, you you mentioning now that I would like to come back uh, later on about the production because of course it's an easy and affordable media but of course has some rules to respect but um, 
Again, I would like to uh, ask you uh, one specific question. Uh, as you are an expert in the um, in the policy affair, and you had already gained a lot of experience in this domain, how and why for you uh, the podcast nowadays has gained so uh, popularity uh, around policy affair communication? Mostly for one main reason, which then entails and includes other reasons. But the word policy at EU, especially at the EU level, has been often missing is to be concise, to go straight to the point and to speak a language that it's easy to be understood. All these points that cannot be present in a podcast, the, po the podcast really forces you to translate your message into a simple language, to be quicker in what you communicate and to be easily understood. And that's what you cannot find in policy papers, in especially here in Brussels, in the Brussels bubbles. Well, the podcast kind of triggers that comfortable habit of writing papers that there are pages and pages long where messages get lost. And to focus instead on what's the main message you want to convey, to convey it in a probably in a conversation, so you will need to interact, which adds, of course, an element of engagement with the audience and in a language which is easy to be understood, which is not really common. So podcast has kind of allowed and broke some of the comfort, comfort rules that policy, uh, political consultancy firms and, and, and even the Brussels bubble and the EU institutions have been often having. And that's, I think that that's a very big plus. And I'm happy that uh, all these organizations are starting to believe more and more into, into the use of this tool, uh, in which I am a firm believer. And uh, I think that White Rabbit, what White Rabbit is doing, conveying the same message towards his client, it's, it's, it's the, step, the right step in the right direction. Of course, podcasts, we need to say that it's not just grabbing a microphone and recording yourself. You really need to have a strategy behind. I think that's, uh, that's very that's, important. That's indeed important. And, and, and I see the podcast as a part of the communication plan, as a, one of the tools. But the most important thing that, the, uh, that you are saying is that it's still, and actually the usage of the podcast is innovative. Can be innovative, for, especially for the Brussels bubble. Absolutely, that's, uh, uh, that's indeed right the point. And I think, of course, Part of uh, the reason why podcasts have become so popular is definitely um, because it's now easier to produce them and we're going to probably go back to that uh, a bit later. Uh, but doesn't mean that it's easier uh, to convey those messages, doesn't mean that it's easier to reach the right audience. You still need to produce a high quality content, you still need to produce content that it's right to the point and you're not just... Like, in, like indeed, and I go back to the paper, when you write a paper, you can have annexes, you can, you can write chapters introducing other chapters. No, on the podcast, you really need to be straight to the point. You really need to capture the attention of the listeners in the first seconds, if not in the first few minutes at the very, at the very best. And that pushes people that I used to work in a certain way to break boundaries, to engage in new ways of conversation and to just accept that podcasts, podcasts today are tools 
that will allow your company, your organization to have a better exposure. It's not just exposure, it's to have a better exposure. That's nice. To, to really reach the audience that you want. Because no one is going to listen, not, not everyone is going to listen to your podcast, but you don't need that everyone listens to your podcast. You need that the people you care about, that you want to reach, listens to your podcast. That's a thing, that's a very micro-targeted tool, uh, but allows you to reach the right people. Wow. And, that's, and that, that is what, that's the powerful key of this, of this tool. Very true. Uh, it's really uh, something to um, target even better your, uh, your audience, indeed. And uh, in terms of exposure, I think that also uh, are media that um, allow you to integrate with, other, with others, with the classic one, with video. And I'm thinking about to create video podcasts. So now, for example, we are here uh, in your office, uh, Matteo. We are just book, we, we booked a, a meeting room uh, with a laptop and, and a microphone. We can uh, record this podcast. But why not, for example, film uh, and so give also to your audience uh, in a in a hypothetical uh, series of podcasts uh, the image. So your, you put your face on, on that could be even stronger. Absolutely, uh, that's another aspect uh, of podcast that I really love. The apparently infinite possibilities to develop and to build on like bricks on bricks. Uh, so of course podcast is mostly and is born as a tool to be listened to, but when you start to record in two people speaking to microphones that become also a video tool and then it can be explored even further. So, And that's also, it means addressing different audiences because those who watch your podcast, probably they're not the same that will listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So you are just expanding your reach. You're not overlapping it. You're not reaching the same people twice. You're just reaching different people with the same tool, just adding a camera, recording yourself while you're speaking in front of a, of a microphone but reaching different different people, reaching different audiences that they might be on YouTube, they might be on another streaming platform and they might be interested in watching what you have to say, not just because they're more captured by images, not just listening it uh, on, a, on a podcast platform. That's right. And I think indeed, uh, especially uh, if we think about the, the you about you bubble, Probably there's a, many other ways to uh, highlight or to talk about members of our big associations, for example, to uh, let them say them stories, give them the space sometimes association struggles to give to every of their members the equal space to resonate their advocacy campaign. So also it's a, it's a medium that is affordable and also give everybody the, the, the chance to, to say their, their points, highlighting the, the worth and the support of the European Association and their uh, advocacy um, efforts. Absolutely, and, and, and just to, to bridge on that, what you're saying, um, I've, I've had experience of producing and, and, and listening to podcasts that they're producing series, which I think that they, they, they are very helpful because then you really build a narrative uh, with the listeners, and you know that those listeners might listen just to a series of a podcast, and then you can restart with another series that is, it has a different target, but still under the same branding umbrella. That's very powerful. And let's not also forget, I wanted to mention earlier, well, it's easy to produce podcasts because nowadays you have indeed 
affordable tools, but it's also possible to record them online. You, you, right. We are lucky enough to be now in Brussels in the same in the same city in the office. It's a pleasure to to, to meet in person, but uh, it's amazing that you can report you can record podcasts uh, online. So being in two different parts of the world, and this means you can even more easy more easier reach other people, reach other audiences that you don't need to travel far away to meet in person. Sure. That's 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 another very important aspect. And I do believe that breaking down podcasts in series, it's very important. So organizations, they need to think, uh, when they think about podcasts, they need to think about as a toolbox where you have infinite possibilities to, to draft, when you have different possibility to tell stories, when you can do a video podcast, where you can do just a podcast with the audio where you can do a series where you can do really diff- you have really different options you just need to know what's the right you need to be guided to know what's the right option for you and what's the, the tool that allows you best to deliver your messages to the right to the right audience i think that that's really uh, what would always would always engage me about podcasts uh, the beauty of it the beauty of it is really the combinations of the combination of all these factors Found, I found it really. I found that I find the podcast is the communication tool of this century, or really at least of this decade. And for today, we are arrived to the end of the episode. For those who are interested in learning more about this media, we have prepared a free guide for to download uh, right below. If you are listening uh, the podcast from our website, otherwise you can go to BrusselsWhiteRabbit.com. I thank again our guest, Matteo. Alberto, grazie. Thank you very much to you and to your If you think this podcast was interesting, please share your thoughts and comments on this topic. Thank you for tuning in to the White Rabbit Hole podcast.